I was in Michigan at the artist residency. Everyone, I'm Brandy. Hey, <laughs> we're recording. <laughs> I was just about to, maybe I'm interested in something. But okay. I remember you yes. saying yes, the best work I've ever created, I created in a day. Wow, I said that? You said that. And that was from <laughs> someone who like spends hours yeah. and hours and hours yeah. overanalyzing, even starting something. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's both like the gift it was really amazing. I mean, I just talked about, you know, Emma being here and it was real. It was both. Um, it was amazing. You know, I wrote how to not always be working the zine in a day. I wrote it in a day on my typewriter. I folded it. I stapled it. I took a picture on Instagram and I told people that it existed. Um, and I like doing things that way because otherwise I don't start them. Um, and and then do things. And then it flourishes into something like this yes, over time. Exactly. And I think that that's what made the book special is I. Yeah, thinking about, like, what if we would have just stopped at draft one? Not a good book, you know? We had to do a couple passes. Exactly. Passes is what they call it in the biz. <laughs> um, okay, so, Brandy, do you want to read your page? Oh, my us? God, yes! <laughs> so. Do you know what page is? You guys are so funny. So, I'm Brandy, and I live in Brooklyn, so I didn't have to travel far. I took the A to the F. got <laughs> here in 45 minutes. <laughs> And it's just, I had to just walk right there. And um, please eat all the food. Yes, yes. Um, the, I'll spread talk is... the spread is organic and it's local <laughs> and it's beautiful. And it's from the Park So Fuka where I work full time. What's up? And yes, and we'll talk about that. You guys will probably get the juice. I might have to get a little juice. I might have to get a little tea about what's happening at the co op. Wow. Um, Can it be public? <laughs> yes! <laughs> Get up and we're mingling. We talk about things. Get the thing, get the mango, get the apricot, the, the Makona almond. Okay, I'm gonna read my little passage. Okay. So Marley reached out and said, Brandy, do you want to be a part of this? I was like, yes. She was like, here are some questions, answer it. Anything that calls to you, yeah, write about it. And I was like, okay. And I'm page 62, which is a magical number because you add six plus two is eight, and that's infinity. Wow. <laughs> That is true. And Adrian's my partner who's laughing because she knows how I feel about numbers. <laughs> I was just um, talking about threes. Or my threes. thing. Me too. And then I when I hung out with Emma, the time was three thirty three, naturally. Sixty two. Okay. <laughs> okay. So and I'll talk about why this made me nervous to come here when I read this and I came here today. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about it. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Sing, Write, Pray by Brandy Harper Nigger. <laughs> I rise and I drink water before scrolling my phone. Then comes a cleanse with apple cider vinegar, lemon water, and kombucha. The morning begins with a smoothie for now and the making of a green juice for later. I choose three asanas and do them at home. I cook a meal three times a week. I practice hot yoga three times a week. I go on a date with myself once a month. Sing, write, pray. These can never happen often enough. And I'm honoring the daily neuroses of always doing things in threes. Oh my God, 
Okay, so when we when work. we got here today, we share we shared we did this is a great thing that to do with a friend that I invented today, um, where you look at the friend Brandy in this case, and I'm like, okay, can I tell you what I'm nervous about, and then you can tell me. Um, it's fun. You do like a little, you know, make sure everybody gets their their time. Yes. So I told her what I was nervous. Yeah. I was nervous that people weren't gonna enjoy themselves or be comfortable you know that's always my like I'm like that's part of my like I want everyone to feel comfortable and good but then I remembered Brandy brought us all snacks and Rachel made a temple for us to sit in (laughs) um but and then you shared please by all means I shared that um I struggle with self-care I struggle with it and for those of you who follow me on social media and I share a lot about how I balance working 40 hours a week which I've been working full-time for the last two years and selling my work, which I've been doing for the last five years, and I sell knitwear, and I design my work, and I teach knitting classes, and I work for the city teaching a course called Craft Entrepreneurship, where I was teaching other people how to start Etsy businesses, and it was like a five-part course. And... Well, you said specifically to me. Do you and, want to post? Sorry, do you want to I mean, no, 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 okay. no. I got it. I got okay, it. Okay, you go. Um, <laughs> and the key to being on social media and the key to, like, sharing your work and being able to teach people and stand in front of a room full of people and say, oh, look at all the things that I'm doing in my life. Look, oh, I'm doing everything I love is to make it look easy. Mm-hmm. It's to make it look easy. Say, yes, I get up every single morning and I put lemon in my water and I do yoga every day. And I cook home-cooked meals with organic food three times a week. And I spend time with my family. (laughs) And I'm doing all the things. And what I was telling Marley that I was nervous about was that I, when I wrote this, I was doing all the things. Like, I was Mm -hmm. going, I think I was doing, going to yoga, like, every day. I was, like, cooking for my, my agent was like, oh, yeah, I was like... She was like, oh, I was like, I need to cook more. She was like, yeah, you do. <laughs> and, you know, I was doing all the things that you're supposed to do to take care of yourself and take care of your family, take care of your friends and your creative work. And then I came here today, like literally nonstop, nonstop. Like I had a market on Saturday. I did really well. I'm really proud. But I've been spending like 10 hour days at the clay studio I've been getting up. I have work study for my clay classes. I've been working 40 hours at the Park Slope Food Co-op. I've been knitting nonstop, customer service, shipping, which is still on the way for people who are interested things. Yeah. And, um, they can wait. You know it. Okay. Yeah. And, and feeling like, kind of like imposter syndrome. Like, mm. how am I going to sit here and tell everyone how to live their life and how to be healthy when I'm not even doing it myself? Mm-hmm. But then I realized that that's the whole point. Like, when you read this book, you realize that's the whole point. The whole point is that you set boundaries for yourself. You set intentions. And you try your best. I did I, I did put lemon water on my tea this morning. Okay. I, I, bought, I bought the green juice. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 That's why a round of applause for buying the green juice. You know? Yes. You know? Like, you, just, you show up once a week. Maybe your intention is to show up three times a week. But if you show mm-hmm. up even once a month, you know, you, you put in your calendar, text your friend. You know, I have on my calendar for next week because I've been super busy for the last couple of weeks to text Brittany, you know, text her, see how mm-hmm. she's doing. Mm-hmm. Just setting the intention and that's where, that's where the work is, the awareness. And I think you talk about that. It's like the awareness mm-hmm. around 
the work. What do you feel like, I mean, yes, 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 and yes, and yes, and yes, and yes. Um, When you, tell me a little bit about like how you speak to yourself. Because I think what comes up with, like, a lot of my creative advising clients, residents I'm hosting, friends, is, like, that feeling of, like, kind of, like, are we always letting ourselves down? And, like, when, or when I break habits, like, how do you sort of forgive yourself or get yourself yeah. back on track? Or, like, what, like, tell us a little bit about how you pivot back to yourself when you feel yourself kind of go... You know what's so out. crazy? I feel like I'm in a place now, and it's it's this having having issues with my confidence now. That's like I think maybe five years ago when I first started f- first started my business, I was like, my photography is awful. <laughs> no one's gonna buy this busted. Who's gonna buy this knit thing that like no one understands? Like everyone's like, how do you wear it? Um, it looks good on you, and I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, it does. <laughs> it looks good on you too. But it, looks, it looks really good on me. Yeah. <laughs> How do like how do I get people to buy myself to you know to to listen to me you know and this is when I think I didn't have a lot of recognition in my work I didn't mm-hmm. get I didn't have all I didn't have the podcast mm-hmm. I didn't have like the blog posts mm-hmm. I didn't have like the shout outs mm-hmm. and so I I felt like I felt like I got didn't feel as big as I was mm-hmm. and I think now I'm in a place and I think it's age I think I'm 32 mm-hmm. and I'm turning like 33 is like my magical year yeah I'm 33 next year yeah, 33, baby. and I feel now having like being say I'm proud of myself mm. like it's taken me a long time to be like I am proud of myself mm-hmm. um and I think women in particular are like taught like false modesty it's like you know it's like oh you look really nice oh really this old thing mm. oh yeah this old thing you know, like, your work is so beautiful. It's like, oh, you know, look, it has a crack at the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. Or, like, you, this meal's delicious. Really? It doesn't have enough salt. Mm-hmm. It's like women, I think, in particular, like, just trained and taught to just be, like, to be lesser than their, the, mm-hmm. their highest self, mm-hmm. which I think we all come out the womb like that. Mm-hmm. And then we're trained to be, like, small people. So mm-hmm. a big part of me has been, like, not, like, shying away from like my bigness like being like someone said to me you're always so peppy and I was like yeah I'm always, <laughs> I'm, I'm always so peppy um but going through a part of my life where I always covered my smile or just like like really shrunk so that people could feel comfortable and not be and not always be happy people are like why are you always so happy I'm like I don't know <laughs> I'm not always happy I just don't always show my sadness you know there's a difference mm-hmm. so I think um, I don't remember I think am I answering your question? it's so beautiful I don't, <laughs> I don't even know what's going on I'm just like you know what I'm saying am I even answering the question? <laughs> so but what you, yeah you're talking how did I get you're here? like I'm <laughs> I'm proud how did you get here? Yeah, I'm proud you should have been A to the F or something like that <laughs> I'm proud okay. I'm not actually I don't feel I've, I've, there are times when I feel like like I don't like I've put something on I'm like ah oh, it's not great but I think I've gotten to the point where I create something and I'm like oh my god I created this thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know oh my goodness you mm-hmm, know mm-hmm. it has you know I keep talking about the cracks at the bottom because I started making pottery and I have like S cracks at the bottom of my closet <laughs> 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 yeah, every new medium of work becomes a new metaphor yes. for the other work yes, and being alive. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. And so 
I think now for me is being being okay with being strong, with being mm-hmm. confident and saying, yeah, I work hard for it. It's mm-hmm. not easy. It's not easy to to manifest what you want. And yeah. I my work is not diminishing it and not shrinking so that other people say, oh, look, see, she's small and she makes me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. But being like, I feel big mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you should too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's... <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, so one of the things we talked about also when you got here and that you were just posting on social media the other day, which I was really inspired by is talking about, and you just mentioned like, what does it mean to be in the world as a woman and to take up space and as a black queer woman, what does it mean to connect with other people who share that identity and how that's a part of your self care practice is not just, like, fucking putting lemon in water and baths and, like, being nice to yourself, but it's really about, like, being with your people. So can you talk to us a little bit about the importance of that space for you? Um, I spent a lot of my life around white people, um, spending time with white people. But you white white people are great. White people are cool. (laughs) A lot of my friends are white. white. (laughs) white. Um, A lot of of my friends are straight, you know? A lot of my friends have money. They have houses. Like, there are people who have boats. <laughs> they have parents who give them money. Yeah. You know, they have, like, houses in the country. <laughs> and they, like, have huge Instagram followers where they hire people. These are people you know? People they know <laughs> in their real life. Okay. Like, people who live in Park Slope. Yeah. And, like, a million dollar brownstone. <laughs> I, I have, like, yeah. That's where my mastermind yeah. is. I yeah, love yeah, my friend. Yeah, and yeah. she has her thing, mm-hmm, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think... One thing that I've, I've been finding, and I, I'm getting it, I think it's, it has come with age and loving myself and unlearning a lot of like the anti-blackness that mm-hmm. is in our society. Mm-hmm. And that's a kind of ingrained, either you're like, like being happy as a black woman, people are surprised. Mm-hmm. They're like, I pick up the phone at work, I'm like, hi, Parks on Food Club, how may I help you? And they're like, you're really happy. This guy actually asked that question. He said, a stranger on the phone. <laughs> Was like he was like you're really happy and I was like I am how can I help you you know mm-hmm. um, people I don't think they're you people used to see happy black people mm-hmm. it's always like the tragic right it's always mm-hmm. like the the mammy taking care of everybody mm-hmm. or like the image of like the woman on like sitcom television who's like mm-hmm. cursing somebody out or being her children mm-hmm. or like these awful stereotypes around black people and I kind of grew up with that. And I think also being gay and coming from like a family where like like you sit down and like you're gonna read the Sodom and Gomorrah from the Bible. Yeah. Like that happened to me as well. And my grandmother has come a long way, a long way. <laughs> now she's like watching like Jerry, what is it? That show, those sitcom shows, Lemay, what's that show? Let me mama watches. Yeah, um Jerry Springer and And like Maury. Maury. <laughs> That's my sister who I love. Oh, yeah. so like, oh, hey. 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 I love you too. Yeah. Really <laughs> so she's like, um, she, like she'll, she, she looked and she goes, you know, everyone, it's just about love. My grandmother, everyone should be able to love how they love. You know, that's oh. my grandmother now. But before I was like, read Samara and Gamora yeah. from yeah. the Bible. Yeah. And that's the part that says being gay is bad, right? That says, okay. They, okay. you're going to yeah. you're, you're burn in okay. hell. Yeah, yeah. And so that was a part of my identity too, like yeah. being gay and not necessarily like coming out at a very young age and not and having that as a worldview. Like that's you're gonna burn in hell. 
and then being a woman, which I think most people is easy to identify with gender issues and patriarchy. Everyone's like, smash the patriarchy. Men like, I'm a feminist, smash the patriarchy. You know, but I don't think it's the same kind of things necessarily around being gay or being queer or being trans or mm-hmm. being like a queer trans person of mm-hmm. colors in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, hard. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, being able to like love myself has helped me to feel more connected with people including white people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and also finding community in other queer black Mm -hmm. people trans Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. gay Mm -hmm, lesbian mm -hmm. non-gender binary Mm -hmm. you know like all the things Mm -hmm. people i've been seeking out that community in that way and and i think it's been feeding my work i think it's been feeding my work mm. i think i feel like i now i have purpose and i don't feel like i'm i'm like i think diversity inclusion is like how do you fit people that are different in white spaces in white heteronormative spaces mm. versus intersectionality mm. which talks about how do you make everyone feel safe and heard and equal you know mm. how do you make us all feel like in this room and we all feel like heard and 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 I don't know if I'm getting, am I getting too, is it too much? This is no. what you start to feel. What? Yeah, like, no, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> thank fucking goddess. This is, like, yeah, it's a sectionality. Yeah. Like, yeah. how do you stand next to someone that you have no idea what their reality is, but you say, I see you, and can you teach me about it? Mm-hmm. And so for me, I don't know what the question was. Yeah, why, what, or the example that you talked about the other day was like you yes. were thinking about canceling yes. fans with yes. other black yes. queer yes. folks. Yes, yes, yes. So and then you're like, no. Yeah, so a lot of my world is around white people because yeah. that's just a reality, right? Like the Parks of Full Court, I love it. Um, <laughs> but it's very white. It is very white. Um, Specifically, I think it's, it's white feminist patriarchy mashup. Yes. It's a nice little mashup. It's like a mashup. They like their cheese and beer and grapefruits. <laughs> <laughs> this is a mashup. Just my Kim from the Park Slope Co-op, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> We're just great. We need to be talking about these things. Yeah. We can't just ignore it. And it's just mm-hmm. going to perpetuate the issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, I have, I, I work full time and I make over 20,000 hours public knowledge. Mm-hmm. I am paid well. Mm-hmm. I have three weeks paid vacation. I have 11 health and personal days. I have a pension plan that's fully vested after four years in a 401k in which I invest $150. No, $100. No, that's my, that's my house savings. $30 a week okay, okay. into my 401k. Wow. And I use two of my vacation days to take off so that I can prepare for my market. So I was getting paid while I was trying to get paid. <laughs> so my market was on Saturday. And there was my, my partner's long-term friend who's black and like they've known each other for like 25 years and they, they went to college together. Her partner, it was her partner's birthday and they said, is Brandy coming? Now this is years, me, Aiden and I have been together in eight years, nine years and I'm always busy. I never, I'm always knitting. I'm always planning some event. I'm always teaching some class. I'm always doing something. I'm never available. Brandy's always unavailable. And it was just made me realize, and then, and then, the uh, the contrast is what was I doing? I I was by myself, or I was in places where I was always the other. Mm. I was always the token, always the other person. And so, when Adrian asked, "Is she coming?" I was like, "Yes, I'm coming." It was Thursday. It was two days before my market. I had so much work to be to be done. Like I don't know how I'm gonna do this. And I showed up, and it was like this group of like 
queer people of color around the table eating tacos, drinking margaritas, like having a good time. And Adrian's best friend is black and gay. And we were able to talk about like having babies without a penis, mm-hmm. like looking for the mm-hmm. sperm. Mm-hmm. How do we get the sperm without the penis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here men, men, men got the guts. They got the guts. Like, how do we get it? You know? I'll look. I'll look someday. I'll help you. How do we get it? Yeah. You know, be, be, be able to have that conversation right in the mix of like all this creative work yeah. stuff yeah. and, and, was beautiful to mm. have that conversation with someone who, mm. like, I felt like I could identify with mm-hmm. in, in many different ways. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you and I identify mm-hmm. and you're white mm-hmm. and, and in many different ways. Mm-hmm. But in, in a, and she's not necessarily an artist, you know, she, mm-hmm. I don't think she would class of artist, although she is, mm-hmm. um, in a different way. So making space for, like, community mm-hmm. in a place where I'm always working. So let's talk about your work a little bit. Yeah. Uh, um, I think that, I don't know what time it is. Seven? Is it? Is that, it? Is that what it means? Seven, seven. Um, I think the, so you mentioned that like carving out that space for yourself mm-hmm. um, has been integrating into your work. And so I want you to maybe yeah. tell us a little bit about what is your work. It shifted yes. a lot this year with the addition of ceramics yeah. as part of your practice. Yes. You actually go to the same ceramic studio as Rachel, which is which beautiful. Is um, and yeah, I I started a studio that's now a residency this year called Center, which is based off of one of my cool. favorite books by M.C. Richards, which is called Centering, which is about sort of pottery practice and how it applies to the person and so yeah I'd love to hear both about like how being more confident in yourself yeah. carving out space in your community is yeah. like how that's integrating into your work how it now like we have a new medium introduced yeah. has that been confusing has it been good yeah. like yes. t- just t- t- go wherever yes. you want to go okay so let me do it like this I want to be able to do all the work that I love that's like the umbrella do everything you love and if you can make money doing it, awesome. So that's like what my, if I could spend the next hundred years manifesting that, that's what I want to manifest. So then there's my knitting. I've been a knitter for, a knitter for eight years. I was like, I'm never going to sell my work. And then I started selling it. <laughs> um, and then I was like, I never want to design patterns. And then I started selling them. And then I started teaching people how to knit. And then I started teaching, and then I opened the business on all of this. And I started teaching people how to, like, I started making money teaching people how to run a business. So every, everything I do somehow turns into some way to create income, which is, I think, is the way to do it. Especially mm-hmm. in a city like New York. I grew up in New York. It's incredibly expensive, and, but I don't want to leave. I love it. There's no place like Brooklyn. So then... In the last two years, I started working full-time at the Park Soul Food Co-op, which is a beautiful place because it's like an organic, it's like a, a member-run organization around organic food, sustainably sourced food, ethically sourced food, grown within 500 miles of New York. And so it's like, we are literally changing the food economy and the work that we do. So when I, I was a member for eight years and I started working there full-time, I was like, okay, I have like this job with great benefits that is, and what, I love it. Like, we're doing meaningful work in the world. Like, my cover letter was like, I love this place, this place is like, I want to spend my life here, you know? So I started doing that. 
So now I have like multiple streams of income, right? I have my knitting, I have my patterns, my patterns, I don't have to do anything except answer questions every now, but I sell a pattern, $8 a pattern, I, that's money I make. So my knitwear, money I make. I teach knitting classes, money I make. Co-op, money I make. Mm-hmm. Then I started doing pottery. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Money I make. <laughs> <laughs> money I can make. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I started in June and I, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, I love clay. I love working on the potter's wheel. It's just, mm-hmm. it's so amazing. It's beautiful. And... I love it. It was actually a gift. My partner, it was a Christmas gift or a birthday gift. It was a birthday gift because it was July. So it was like a $500 class and that's what she gave me because she's so sweetie. She gives me my love. <laughs> um, and that was great. And then it was like, finally, this is what I've been missing. Like knitting, knitting wasn't like really inspiring me in the way that it had when I first started knitting because it was like, it was work and I was knitting for money and people were asking me questions about it and then it become it became work, you mm-hmm. know? And then when I started clay, it was like, oh my God, like this is a beautiful place. I was spending like all day at the studio. I was going mm-hmm. back every day. I was going back every day mm-hmm. and I was like creating an incredible amount of work. Mm-hmm. And people in the clay studio were like, wow. They were actually surprised. A lot of them were like, they were like, are you sure you just started in June? Like they were suspicious of me <laughs> because how bad they were suspicious of how good I was getting. But again, this was like this thing, this kind of being like, then I was like, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to give into that. I wasn't going to say, yeah, but look at the cracks. I was like, yeah, I've been here like 10 hours a day. Yeah, yeah I'm good. Yeah. If I'm not giving 10 hours a day to something and I'm not good at it, what am I doing with my time? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what am I doing? Like the spread, people. Like the spread. <laughs> like, spread. All these extra hours in your day. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, 10 hours? <laughs> am I even awake for 10 hours? <laughs> I'm, sorry, I don't, I'm not going to yoga. I'm not cooking for my partner. That, that's oh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. My laundry's piled up. That, that's how it's happening. And then, you know, you get Well, it how done. does that feel? I mean, that is the crux of, like, how to not that's always be is. working is, it like, is. it. you know, when we live in expensive places, when we're living in a world where money is what you we exchange yeah. with each other. And we were, we were talking again before this about I've been having some, like, vision stuff that's happening oh, that food. I think is because I'm not making meals. I've been traveling. I've been moving. I generally struggle with cooking meals for myself. So, um, yeah, maybe tell us a little bit. We're like, yes, we love your work. But like you said, you're like, am I stretching? Am I? I stretch. I stretch to the point. I stretch to the point where like my skin, my skin erupts. Yeah. Right. 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 And I have to pull it back. Right. And I think, I think all of us probably Mm -hmm. have that in some way. Like, Mm -hmm. all of us have, like, a place where we are willing to go so far, where we stretch ourselves so far, and then our body says, no, Mm -hmm. pull it way back. Mm -hmm. And it might not necessarily be making something or writing something or making something, but Mm -hmm. it's something that you will push or you'll pull until your body says no. So for me, that's where this book is like, yes. Like, I need to write my little pages. Mm-hmm. If I'm so neurotic, I might have to make a separate book for it because I don't want to mm-hmm. mess up this one. Yeah. Or get a second one so I can write yeah, on it. I'll send you some more. Um, but it's, it's the balance of it. How to not always be working is knowing to, to being okay and not having guilt around pausing. Mm. Like when I, when I was doing all the clay and everything was piling up, I was like, Oh my God, everything is piling up. I was like, baby, I'm, I'm going to take care of it. This is going to get washed. 
I will make a meal once in this lifetime. I will, <laughs> I will do my laundry. I, I will, I will. And it's not awful. It's not as bad as it seems, but it's, it's always lighter than it seems. Like you said, it's yes. always lighter. It's not, it's always lighter than it seems. It's not terrible. It's, yeah. it's manageable. But I, I give, I give up something and it's usually social interactions is usually friendships. And something I've said that I felt really ashamed to mm-hmm. share mm-hmm. in the past is I'm really, I make friends really easily, but I have a hard time keeping them. Mm-hmm. And it's because mm-hmm. I have difficulty showing up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just mm-hmm. always like, I'm making this thing, or this deadline is this, or I have this thing I'm making, or I'm, I have this job. It's always something. And so in the last two years, I think it's because I don't have to worry too much about money with my full-time job now that I am able to make space for, Mm. you know, maybe potentially like unionizing the co-op, spending Mm -hmm. personal time doing that. (laughs) Ha ha ha, we got that on record? Yes. (laughs) Voice memo. Spread it. Spread it. Spread it. (laughs) That's what we're trying to do. It's public knowledge. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Um... And like making making space for making space, mm. you know, it's it's so hard. It's so difficult. It's not that I think I have extra hours. It's that I think I love it so much, and then it, ma- it makes it so easy to stretch myself so thin. And when I'm dedicated, when my mind is made up, my mind is made up. I'm going for it. So like even going back to the pottery, like being in a place where I was like, oh my god, like I have this new thing that I love and and it's great. Mm. I just sold. I pretty much sold out of all my pottery at my market on Saturday. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> it was all my beginner pottery, wow. which was really funny. Yeah. I'm so proud. <laughs> yeah, you're so proud. We're proud of you. Somebody, <laughs> I do this. We are like pat ourselves on the back and be proud. But the times where I, but the times where yes, like this. Yeah. But the times where it's like, I think. Act, and then also community, like seeking, actively seeking out community and, and making space. So something that I do, and I'll give you guys some concrete examples as we're like running out of time. Like, you guys, what are, we, what are they talking about? I hope this is useful for anyone. Um, one thing I do is that in the last two years, I've meet up with a group of women who are also, like, they're white, cis, heterosexual women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love them. Mm-hmm. They're like my friends. They're yeah. my family. Yeah. And we, there's like a mastermind, women's mastermind group. Mm-hmm. And I encourage anyone, like if you have a group of friends, just to set intention to meet with someone, meet with a group of people every month. And I think you talk about this in your book is having mm-hmm. little therapy. Like it's mm-hmm. like group therapy, basically. Mm-hmm. And we sit around and we give each other advice on how to navigate life. And that's something that we set intentions to. And it's probably the one of the longest relationships that I've had with women, other than my sister's. That's another thing. I have a lot of sisters, so it makes it easy for me not to, like, build friendships because I have my sisters on call Mm. all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, it's easy for us to, like, Mm -hmm. find community. Mm -hmm. So setting that intention has been really good. Um, I I signed up for, and, like, finding community that you feel represents you. I seek out people on social media. It's actually one of the best things I ever did was this woman. Her name is Jamila Reddy. I love her. I love her. I don't know her, but... I know her on the and she lives now. in Brooklyn, and she's amazing. And she's and she yes. does like on Sunday, she does these yoga. Her partner, who's trans, and like very open and very nudist, and amazing. And he does like these yoga classes on Sunday, and it's cannabis friendly. And then the first part is like clothes only, and then it's a queer trans people of color only nude yoga. Wow, <laughs> that is, that happens after the clothes yoga. <laughs> and so basically, she, yeah. um, Jamila, uh-huh. is she they? Uh-huh. That's how she identifies. Uh-huh. 
she had a, a writing group for queer trans people of color and I joined that group and it cost it didn't cost me anything it cost me a couple hundred dollars and it was oh. like a writing workshop around your work and so I, I joined that mm. um and that's how and now I have like this community of people who I feel like I can connect with and I think in a city where it's so hard to meet people and meet friends and like build relationships and find the people you want to hang out with the greatest thing you can do is like find someone who's doing something really amazing and then give them money <laughs> be like, oh here, be my friend. <laughs> and I think that's what you do. You buy, you buy, you support people who are doing the work mm-hmm. that you admire, mm-hmm. and you say, I want you in my life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's in a world where we're giving hundreds of thousands of dollars to make white men richer. I think we can we can give a little money to the people mm-hmm. who are out here struggling, mm-hmm. trying to like manifest their dreams. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I've done is like setting time aside for like. Like, my family, my friends, um, finding people who I think I, I want to build more community with. Like, I feel like it's easy for me, like, to connect with people like you mm-hmm, and connect mm-hmm. with, like, people who've come. Like, mm-hmm. Allison, I know mm-hmm. Allison from, like, the world of, like, knitting, like, mm-hmm. pro Soho. Mm-hmm. And the fact that she here is, like, makes me so happy. And, like, I think it's easy for me to connect with knitters because that's, like, knitters, mm-hmm. we're everywhere. Mm-hmm. We're going to, we will find each other. <laughs> women is everywhere. Like, we're mm-hmm. going to, I connect really well with women. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important for me to... With in terms of and this is I, I know I, I'm talking so much about this but it's so connected to the work like to my work how I share my work the mm-hmm. fact that when people say how do you find the time is I feel inspired by the work that I'm doing I feel inspired by the people around me that I'm like I need to show up I need to do better mm-hmm. and I think when you have people like that around you it, it just it makes a huge difference yes I don't know. I'm obsessed with everything you've ever said <laughs> in your life. Um, okay, last official question. Okay. And then we'll open up for a couple quick questions yes. and then we'll stop. Um, yes. I guess just tell us what's, like, let's, like, use this space. Okay. For us to all hold space for you to hear. Like, yes. what are the hopes? What are the visions? Like, oh what's, my God. For, I mean, at this point, what, how are we going to level up? Like, what's 2019? Level like, up, what, level up, level up. what, and, yes, exactly. Um, like, what, what has come after? Like, what's next? Like, at this point, we're, you're, uh, I'm a knitter. She's in Vogue. She's like Vogue knitting. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're not like, she's like, I'm not like Vogue, you guys. Vogue knitting. Proud oh, yes. of you. Proud of you. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to plug. <laughs> I'm teaching um, a two-part workshop at the Vogue Knitting Conference in January, on January 26, yes. 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. Knitters, if you want to come and join, I'm teaching your class all about shaping and construction, and it's going to be fantastic. Oh! <laughs> and it's a page. Okay, great. Okay, so yeah, tell us a little bit about, like, what do you, what's, what's the next thing, whether it's, like, as simple as like wanting to return to like cooking more, yes. spending more partnership time, yes. family time. Yes. Um, I fall off of social media after the holiday. Like I just fall. We're off. going off. And I want to. I want. I don't want to be so, like, on off on off. Like I want more consistency. I want more balance around it. Yeah. So I'm gonna try and not just fall off social media because I think that's is when people ask me like, how do you get the audience? And I feel like I remember when I was at, I was at the half company resume. I was like, oh, I want to like I want ten thousand followers on Instagram. Like, do you remember when I like set that intention? You were like, yeah. And I think at the time I had like, and the fact that these numbers matter, like these numbers matter in the world. Yeah. yeah. You, you you make money if you have more followers. Yeah. You get sponsorships. You get you get flown out of places. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. it's real. Yeah. Like, it's makes yeah. It's, it's yeah. like people want to be like, oh yeah, social media is like like social media is life. Like yeah. <laughs> it like creates worlds. <laughs> 
of like money and opportunity. Yeah, and yeah, so in yeah. a way, wrong. but also community too. Yeah. Um, and I don't like to minimize it. I don't want to minimize it because mm-hmm. it's like we, mm-hmm. I spend so much time on my phone that again, mm-hmm. if I'm not, if I'm not taking this, like, if I can't take myself seriously, who's going to take me seriously? Mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time on my phone. It's serious. Mm-hmm. If I'm not, if it's not serious, then why am I doing it? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, although I could spend less time. Yeah, sure. So anyway, so I would like to be more even, like be more consistent, you know, throughout the year because the holiday season is really high. So I, I'm really high energy. I, I share mm-hmm. a lot. I share a lot of my personal mm-hmm. work and I, I'm creating a lot and then I'll just fall off and then you, I'll back away. And that's when I go to yoga every day. Yeah. And so that's going to happen naturally. Yeah. But when you say what's coming next, storefront. I'm manifesting this. Adrian's like, excuse me? <laughs> Adrian's like, yeah. Yes, yes. Wow. Adrian's like this. I'm saving every week for a house. For a house. For us to buy together. Okay. And I can't believe it. Like, I grew up yeah. poor in the projects. I'm yeah. like talking about buying a house. Yes. And it's so real. It was yes. like right there. Yes. Like we can right now. Yes. But we want to live in the most expensive yeah. city in the, in the world. Yes. yes. So then we have to save a little more. We got to, I need yes. to hustle a little harder. Yes. Yes. Um, but I would love to have a storefront where we live above and we rent Airbnb the third floor (laughs) where I like make spreads for the people when they come that would be nice Ah, that's my dream that's my manifestation wow thank Um, you that's gonna be great um, and my monetary goal production wise for this year, and I'm putting it out there for you guys to hold me accountable is $60,000 worth of inventory ready wow. to go handmade by me. Wow. So that's a new intention more than I've yeah. ever strived to do. Yeah. Um, but that's my goal, including knitting patterns, pottery, Amazing. my photography, like gift cards and really like trying to think out of the box on how can I generate more inventory that's just created by me. Yeah. And that's my 33rd, like, magical year yes. goal yeah. for yeah. this year, Well, I can't wait to live in your house with you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move in. Uh, and, You're so welcome. You know, I love, though, too, that there's been a few times in this conversation where you've been super transparent about money. And yeah. I read a book this year by this woman, Kate Levinson, who used to own the bookstore in Point Reyes where I was living called Emotional Currency. That's specifically, yeah, yeah. about women's relationships with, with money. Um, but you know, I, a huge takeaway from that book and encouragement is like, talk about it, like talk, be more vulnerable, especially with other women in your life about like, how much are you making? How much do you rent something for? What's it about? Like we are holding so much shame and, The other thing I just, again, like, have been thinking about so much, like, going into my 30s, and it seems like a lot of people in this room at Quick Glance are, like, also in, like, a similar age range as us, (laughs) and, or if you're fucking 80, it doesn't matter, Um, it's, like, the, I think the confidence level is, like, I've noticed that amongst a lot of my friends and people I work with is, is this choice almost, like you said, it's, like, it doesn't mean you're thinking every day, like, I'm so proud of myself, it's, like, you're choosing sometimes to just fucking say it yes and maybe you believe it even a couple steps after um so thank you for being here i love you and can i say something about the money since that was actually please i was just gonna say and if there's anything else you want to talk about yeah let's keep this wrapping up yeah yeah go ahead (laughs) right yes yes okay but money the reason why i i've been talking 
I talk really openly about it. And I think money is, there's a lot of shame around money, even having money. I find that people who have money don't talk about money. You will look, they, they walk down the street and they will be, have like a million dollars and they'll be like wearing the most like crazy outfit. You'll be like, oh, you would think that person is like, has no money. There's a lot of shame around having it. There's a lot of shame around not having it. And I think those who own both sides of it, I think it's good because it controls so much of our life. So much is hinged on having money. And I've had a really bad relationship with money. And I'm still, like, when I downloaded my credit score, I was like, I have good credit. I was so proud. Good job. (laughs) And this was after, like, years of, like, just not paying my student loans and not talking about it. There was so much shame around it, and I didn't want to see it. Yeah. If I saw it, then I would feel shame in it, so I didn't want to look at it. But then when I started paying it, then I was like, oh. I'm going to look. Fun. <laughs> then I can answer my phone without worry. Look, I've answered yeah. my phone. I'm like, hello? Yeah. <laughs> hello, it's me, Brandy. <laughs> and I'm excited. <laughs> you know, I'm not worried that, like, the both yeah. of them are, like, trying to shame me yeah. into, like, paying $200 for my, my student loan. Yeah. Um, so I think a part of talking about money for me and, like, the fact that I'm, I'm actively saving and, and spending, I spend a lot of money. I spend a lot of money. I spent a lot yeah. of money. Yeah. I spent $100. Well, you look good. I, I spent a freaking $100 yeah. on the scarf. Yeah. But it's made, ethically made by like makers, by a gay woman. Yes. Who's. That's your cousin? Oh! Sarah. I'm that's, that's, where, that's where I'm going to speak in Hudson. That's where you're speaking? Yes, next week. That's crazy. Everybody on the tour is gay. Everybody's great. Everybody's good. We're good. It's a big family. Yeah, so like this is called like a hundred dollars, but the beach yes, towel. And, yes. I, and I like, I multitask it. Like this is made by a woman, like home-owned space in Lithuania. This is made by a woman who makes pins, $40, and 100% of the proceeds goes towards Planned Parenthood. Yes. My friend Claire, who works at the, she, she, she was a, at the clay studio. Yes. Claire made these earrings. Debbie you Carlos get, necklace from you Half Company. You gave this to me from Half yeah. Company. You know, I think, yes. I think it's not about money, like, or spending it. It's just how can we spend money in a way that f- that's helping the world? You know, how can we spend money where it's like it's helping the farmers, you know, how do we spend money in a way that supports our our labor systems Mm -hmm. and and people who are out Mm -hmm. here trying to who are hustling, you know, who are trying to do good. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it means spending more. Mm -hmm. But then Mm -hmm. I've worn this freaking thing like every day at the Mm co-op. My coworkers Mm -hmm. know I wear the same outfit every day Mm -hmm. and I wear it proud. Mm -hmm. I'm no shame. Mm -hmm. Um, So. Yeah, where I spend my money, how I spend my money, how I save my money, mm-hmm. I've been, I'm getting in touch with it. I'm cool. getting better with it. And it feels good. Great. Well, now that Brandy <laughs> has changed everyone's life, um, <laughs> do we have any questions? Yes. For me or Brandy. Feel free to. Yes. You guys should. Miley, what is your next step? <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, thank you for that question. What is my next step? So, um, I was just visiting I've been living in California for the last two years and I was just visiting Michigan and I have sort of a a business spiritual advisor in Michigan and she has this beautiful house that she uh, was living in but she moved into a different house and so she sort of just offered for me to rent it and turn it into an artist residency um and so it's a three-story historic mansion in East Grand Rapids, <laughs> Michigan. Similar feeling of like growing up in a very different neighborhood and landscape. And like, you know, this is the street we drove down. We're like, I wonder who the fuck lives there, you know? <laughs> Me now. Um, and yeah, prioritizing um, 
that space. I'm going to start a, another book this year that I'm excited about. Ooh. And yeah, nice. Yeah, man, I got to keep them cranking out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, but yeah, I'm really excited for the residency is what's next. And I'm so excited about everyone who applied and providing space for people and for artists. And I'll have another self-published podcast where I interview them like I did at Have Company. And I'm just excited to eat with other people. Um, and yeah, it's, I'm having a little bit of like the, you know, it's a self funded project that costs money for artists to come and in the same conversation that we've been having today prioritizing scholarships for trans people and for people of color and making sure that they have space that's either free or less money has been important to me um for the residency and just like seeing the people who applied, I am, I'm having a little bit of a, I am not That's worthy so slash I'm fucking proud of myself. You know what I mean? Yes. Like I had that, I was like, what the fuck are these people? Like, why do they want to come hang out with me? I mean, that's how I felt about you. That's how I felt about everybody who ever did the half company residency. And then at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I've worked my ass off to yes. create a space for people that pe I think for the most part, people feel really safe in, in spaces and containers that I make. And I don't you I don't do that alone. You know, I yeah. learn from all the other people in my life. But I'm excited to go back to Michigan. I needed to leave. I needed to get divorced. I needed to go to California. I needed to have an awesome girlfriend this year who taught me a lot. I needed to move back to Michigan, apparently. Um, and it's funny, there's a lot of people from my past life there kind of like re-emerging in different ways that are going to be a part of this project that I'm really excited about. Um, I hope everyone comes to visit. It's 40 minutes from Lake Michigan, which is a freshwater ocean, basically. Um, and then a little bit of a, like, I don't know also, yeah. but a lot of money healing stuff for me too. I've been pretty public lately talking about being behind on like my taxes and paying myself and clarity around money. I'm definitely afraid to answer the phone. Um, and I also have also made more money in the last two years than yes. I've ever had. Have a lot of shame about that. Have a lot of shame about making more money than my parents. Really want to keep myself small. So it's the container that I'm sort of returning to in Michigan is provides a lot more resources. I've also loved living in Point Reyes, but being in a primary partnership with a woman this year in a town that most people are straight, white, and over 70 years old, uh is not really where I want to live anymore. I can't necessarily claim that East Grand Rapids is like a huge step up, but Grand Rapids proper is a, you know, is a city. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited to just kind of be more with people who are my people and, and who are not my people who I'm inspired by. And I'm excited to, um, yeah, I love what you said too about the difference between inclusion and intersectionality. And I was, I feel like I've been seeing a lot of language lately that's been important to me about not um, just, like, giving people who are different than you space, but, like, <laughs> handing them the mic and building yeah. them the platform and being like, it's your fucking platform <laughs> yeah, now. It. Yeah, yes. not, you know, not just sharing space, but really handing it over. So yes. I'm going to take this call, but no, okay. I'm like, I'm okay. um, Other questions? Anything? Yes. Yes. So, but that like put 
put a little red flag up for me. Yes. Because, like, well, well first of all, what is the knitting for you now? Does that yes. feel hard because it's work? And what happens when the pottery starts doing like that? Do you know what I mean? I'll like, probably start woodworking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be weaving scarves at the loom. Um, I'm worried about it too, you know. Um, Sorry. I think right now clay is so new. Clay is so new that I'm not worried about that happening too quick. Knitting is work. It's not work. I don't knit for myself anymore. Um, nothing. I don't knit for myself anymore. Um, I don't knit with small needles anymore. I knit to sell. So... And I like it. I love it. I think I, I, I like the idea of seeing like my knit, my knits like stack up. That brings me happiness. Like to be in production, like to see like cowls, like I have 12. I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> it's satisfying. It feels good. But there is something about knitting where I feel like now if I put my mind to making anything in knitting, like if I put my mind to it, I can make anything with knitting. And I, I think that came with like eight years, 18 years of like doing it every day. But I, I, so I want something, I think why I'm excited about clay is that I don't feel that way about clay. Like, I don't feel like I can say, oh, I'm going to make this thing and like this thing. I'm like, oh my God, how does she get the color to do that? You know, like this intrigues me. I can't figure it out. Whereas any kind of knit sweater, I'll be like, oh yeah, they did this, that, and this. Okay. Now, not, not necessarily that I would want to make it, but then I know too much about it to be like, like, I want to be interested. I want to be curious. And I think Clay right now, I have a couple of years, I think, at least, before it gets to feel like, like, okay, I got this. And then I'll move on to, like, something else <laughs> and build on that. Cool. Thank you. Anything else? Well, there's... Oh, yes, Lindsay, please. This question is for Brandy. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you figure out like it seems like you have a really clear idea of what you love, like the yeah. things that you love to do. Yes. Is there like, what does that feel like for you? Like, how do you find oh. the next thing? How do you find the next thing? You know, I think I like the finished products. Mm. Like, I, I I think about the finished product, and I'm like, I want to make this thing, and I get on the path to making it, and then, I, I it is I, you could you could really feel it. So like when I wanted to make, I started learning how to make this chicken and dumpling soup. So good. I'm not vegetarian. I was for two years. But I like meats. I'm sorry. You know I love meat. Don't look at me. Feel, shit. I feel guilty about the meat. No, 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 no. But I, I like feel the guilty meats. about the meats. But it was so exciting to like f- like finding a recipe that you're really excited about making. It doesn't feel like oh, okay I gotta go in the kitchen to cook. It's like oh I'm gonna make the soup and then like ah oh, I got the ingredients. I think I think it's when you think about the finished product and you get to it. It's the path that inspires me. Not necessarily. It's getting getting to that is where I find happiness. I don't know if that answers your, answer your question. Yeah. Okay. That is so helpful for me because I'm always like, I can't believe I have to cut a carrot. <laughs> but at the end, it's in a soup that you yes. eat. I forget. I'm a little yes. so like, I just I have to love the process. <laughs> And then I forget that the process, you know, I think we are taught so much to like stay in the moment and love the process that we forget it's okay to like want a finished thing. Yes. And be excited about it. Yes. Love like that. very goal, very oriented, sometimes to my own detriment because then I just right. become very singular. Right. right. But, but that's then how you get good at things. Yeah. 10 hour days. In the yeah. Studio, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how to cook and, that, and now I do. Yes. 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 <laughs> and I can't 
didn't realize that I'm like afraid of my potential, right? Yeah. And so I think about all the things I want to do, and I'm like, oh my goodness, like I want to write a book about sciences for kids. I want to start this thing. I wanna, and then that, like, how do you? And the trouble I have is, I get stuck in that. I get concerned, like, but me, no way. Yeah. And then I think about it and think about it and think about it. Yes. And then a year has passed and I haven't yeah. started it. Like, how do you move out of the, like, okay, because I see my finished product. Yeah. I see the goal. I see the impact. I see how it can possibly be, how it can possibly, like, come with profit. Like, I see all of this and I'm stuck before, before the start line. How do you overcome that or how do you work toward that? And this is yeah. a question for I'm going to answer that because you, you, you create and create a lot of things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, wow. I mean, I feel like, yeah, I mean, something Brandy just said, she looked right at me and was like, you create and finish a lot of things. Um, but it is funny because I often feel like I don't. Like, I feel like I compare myself to myself and I'm like, I love you so much. Bye. <laughs> um, I... First of all, it's kind of like what I read from the book is like some of it is the kind of like faking it till you make it. And like also what Brandy said about just saying like I'm proud of myself or just like, you know, I'm not and I don't think I'm any less afraid than most people. I don't think I actually think I'm good enough most of the time, but I just keep doing things because apparently people like them sometimes um you know so I will say I I maybe have some like collected data that might appear that people have an interest in what I'm doing but you know it certainly wasn't always that way I think that it's um begin before you're ready is something that my dance teachers talk a lot about like we do a Pam is one of my dance mentors and we do this thing where we like improvise from one end of the room to another and the like prompt is just like begin before you're ready and so I think that you know if I waited till I was ready for everything you know I feel like I've stumbled a lot in my creative practice and my hosting practice and what I say um it's scary like we're we're like you know I've been living on a fault line for the last two years you know literally like our landscape is scary the government is bad it's all scary like it's actually fucking terrible you know to be honest and I think that's even more like you were saying like take up space like as a woman as a black woman as a queer person like whatever even if you're I have a little brother who's a fucking white straight cis dude and like I'm fucking glad he makes his art and like makes tender tender songs about his feelings when most people who hold all of those identities are fucking not talking about their feelings so I think that it's like taking up space and being okay and knowing that like we need you and that if like two people if two fucking kids read the science book that's two fucking kids that read the science book you know I have to remember that I often in my darkest days have no idea what kind of impact I'm making and I've had people, especially being, like, a sober person, a sober queer person, say, like, I got sober and didn't kill myself because of you. Because you talked about that. And I'm just like, oh, right. It's actually not about me. Actually, it's nothing to do with me. I have, am being of service to everyone else and to my guides. I'm fucking channeling. I like, I like the okay. service. Okay. okay. Can I add to that? Please, can we yes. add to that? I think we're good. 
I'm gonna add to it. Oh yes, yes, yes. I'm just gonna say that this this woman here is 28. Don't do that. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. The don't That's do the that. problem. That's my yeah. sister. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem. Mm-hmm. She will not let me share her amazing accolades mm-hmm. about who she is in this world. Mm-hmm. I can't share. Lamea is 28. <laughs> she has a doctorate. And microbiology from NYU Medical School. <laughs> hey! She has a she's twenty eight. She has a PhD. I forgot the twenty eight part. I was like, wow, she's fifty. <laughs> she's twenty eight. Wow, yeah. Wow, yeah. She balances her freaking books every day. Yeah. To see her and be like, how do I start this thing that I want to do? I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> She helps me save my money. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. You just get started. You know what you do? I'm be honest. Be serious. Open up your notes app. Yeah. Just start I love writing. Notes app. I love notes. Just app. start writing. Just open it up. Go on the train tonight. When you get on this train, you leave here. You get on your phone. You open a notebook. You do something. You grab. You buy one of these. <laughs> and you open up the book to the last page. You get yourself a pen and you just make just make a list. Just start writing. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, you can manifest something. You just start writing and then you're like, oh, and then you'll build on this thing and then this thing will build and this thing will build. Just start putting things on paper. Stop keeping it in your head. Because you keep it in your head and I know this more than anyone is just going to overthink it and then you're just going to be paralysis. Mm -hmm. But if you just put it on paper, keep it in a book, on your app. I like Notes app on my iPhone. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it will help to get things started. It's a good place to start. Mm -hmm. Get it out of your head. You hear that? All right. Okay, we're going to end there, for goodness okay, sake. Yes. All right, let's clap yes. for Brandy. Yes. Thank, Thank you, Brandy. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you. Love you, Rachel. Um, cool. There's books for sale. I'm going to try to be the first person that pees, if that's okay. And then that was Rachel. Can we also okay. crack the door and leave it? Perhaps? Yeah, we'll crack the door, get some Sorry, air. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. For those of you who listened. Oh, bye, everybody. That's perfect. Say bye to the random listeners, everybody in here. Bye. We love you. Make art. Bye.